0: You were hustling that
1: I was making like 30 grand a year when I was 11. Dude, that's a lot out of yeah, 11. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> all cash. Because you got no expenses uh-huh. at that age. So that's Nothing. All like- I blew everything, dude. Every airsoft gun, paintball gun, BMX, uh, f- uh, go pad, go cards, dirt bikes, wow. quads. Like I was that's like impressive. a big, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I probably consistently made, I made a quarter million b- before I was 18 for sure, you know.
0: What was that business? What were you doing? Pool company. Pool, oh, pool cleaning? Pool cleaning, yeah. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. It truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host as always, Sean Kelly. Got with me a fellow podcast host and real estate expert, Austin Zabak. How's it going? Dude,
1: phenomenal, bro. Appreciate you having me, and uh,
0: fired up to be here, man. Absolutely, man. So you're in the real estate space right? Uh, Something like that yeah Yeah. for sure. So how long ago did you get started in that industry?
1: 10 years 10 years years. ago yeah I've been wholesaling since 2014. Okay Mm -hmm. so you missed the bad 08 recession. I did yeah that's good yeah thankfully. But you haven't been through a real estate recession yet right? No I mean what depends on what you would define we're going through right now but technically nothing like uh, 08 no not at all. They Mm -hmm. won't admit we're in one right now but I think we are. We have to be in one, bro. Yeah, There's but they no won't way. admit it. I know. But we, I mean, when have they ever admitted anything?
0: That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So are you scared that something like 08 could ever happen again? Oh, for sure. I think it's just a matter of when. I'm yeah. just surprised it hasn't happened already, to be honest with you. Dude, prices uh, in Vegas aren't dropping. Dude, I know. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know for the life of me. I mean, and I think rates are going to come back down going into the election year.
0: Right now, they're like, what, 7%?
1: eight maybe even eight depending on your credit i mean you know yeah, they're they're up there because the 10-year treasury i think is like 4.5 as of today wow yeah dude yeah like even a hard money loan right now is like 11 to 14 percent wild money. dude like that's insane insane like you yeah. can't even make money at that point you can't even make money i mean yeah. you can we still make money but it is definitely hard yeah you gotta buy the deal really really good i mean it, again it's like we know right you that you you make money in the buy
0: yeah at the end of the day yeah. so what's your real estate strategy has it changed over the years at all
1: yeah, for sure. I, I do a lot of wholesaling. Um, so we're we're like the second biggest wholesaler in the nation. Oh, nice. Um, and we do like ten or fifteen deals a week. Uh, just wholesale. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, I do. I think wholesaling will work in any market, right? So I think there's a lot of people out there. And again, I love Pace. I love all the guy. You know, I'm good buddies with all them, right? Um, but I think you know a lot of people run away from wholesaling when the market kind of gets a little shaky. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, you can wholesale in any market, bro you know so we've i've been wholesaling every day every week every month for, for a decade right and then i've flipped on and off you know i am flipping again right now and then i have a big retail real estate team too so we have a bunch of agents and we do all that and, wow. and i own rentals and all that so with wholesaling what what exactly is that business model what does that look mm-hmm. like yeah dude so like that piece of paper in front of you so you're the seller i'm the buyer i get a property under contract right with mm-hmm. you i'm the buyer you're the seller before I close escrow on the deal, I just assign that paperwork, our contract, to a new buyer mm. and, and make a profit. So I might, like, let's say we had an agreement, I bought your house for 100 grand, right? Mm. Well, before I actually close on it and buy it for 100 grand, I sell that contract to another buyer for 110 Got or whatever, it. right? I make 10, I step out of the deal, he's actually the one that's going to do the deal with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh,
0: I'm, I'm nowhere to be found, I, I step out. Got it. Yeah. So the risk would be if you can't find a buyer, you mm-hmm. have to be liable for the.
1: Yeah, well, you you have an inspection period, right? So you, as long as you have an inspection period, you can get out of the deal. You know, okay. um, you can always get out of a deal. The the worst case scenario, I guess, would be you lose your earnest money. What's yeah. that? The down mm-hmm. down payment or something? Yeah, it'd be like five grand.
0: Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good strategy because you don't need
1: much capital to start. No, dude, you don't need anything to start. I mean, wow. You could go do a deal right now. You could walk out. One of these guys out here will probably sell you a deal. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy. So you're the second biggest in the country. Yeah. So how many employees?
1: Jameel's number one, by the way. Oh, he is. So tell Jameel we're no. Jameel's a good buddy of mine. <laughs> um, what was your question?
0: How many? Like, how big's the team? Like,
1: yeah, we have a big team. So I have about seventy five people total right now on nice. the team, um, and that's actually between wholesale and retail. Got it. Yep. And they kind of are combined, like. You know, my wholesale team will pass deals to my retail team and vice versa. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like to vertically integrate. You know, like I used to own an ATM company, I owned a marketing agency. I I did a bunch of random crap. And then I realized like it dawned on me, you know, I'm 28 now, right? I've started a bunch of companies that failed a bunch, obviously. And it dawned on me that like I I've gotta do, I gotta focus on what I can vertically integrate until I'm so big that I have such a massive team that I could go dabble in some random industry that I'm not like doing every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That makes sense. Wow. So 75 people, Mm -hmm. I saw one of your clips, you've hired over a thousand people. Yeah. I mean, what's that like? I mean, you (laughs) must've learned a lot from doing that.
1: I did. Yeah. I learned a lot, man. You, you really do learn that, um, well, you know, you learn that you can't do anything without people. Right. And I've learned, I've really come to understand that and fully like realize, I think, I think that we live in a day and age where there's entrepreneurs out there that think that they can just sit in their living room, mm-hmm. and and become a millionaire. And you can, don't get me wrong. Like I know dudes that trade stock market, crypto, whatever, right? Yeah. But I think to get to like ten million or fifty or hundred million, like it's going to take a lot of people, and uh, and you got to understand people. I mean, you got to know how, what makes them tick and how to motivate them and how to keep the attrition high and. You know, um, and and you'll learn a lot, man. I mean, we've we've failed a lot along the way. People have quit. People have stolen from me. They've, I mean, everything you could possibly imagine. You know, someone stole from you. Oh yeah, dude. We all all the time, like data or deals or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's typically not like physically they're they're like taking something out of your office. It's more of like. They, they decided in their brain a month ago that they're going to leave. But before they do, they're going to try to take all the data out of the CRM mm. and pull all the leads out of there. and You know what I mean? Dang. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's where the money is, too. Yeah, bro. Yeah, what CRM do you on? HubSpot?
1: We, we, use, so we use multiple different CRMs. Uh, we use HubSpot. We use Close, actually, is a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah, they're a really good one
0: what's yeah. different from them and like the, the rest
1: clothes is good for uh we use that for high ticket and then we also use it for the wholesale okay yep and are you cold calling these leads for the wholesaling company or high ticket uh for both i guess um no uh well wholesale a little bit so wholesale we we have it broken up into different kind of departments right so we've got uh like direct to seller marketing we've got um you know working with real estate agents we've got working with other wholesalers uh so yeah we're we i mean my team does do a decent amount of cold calling but it isn't all they do we have a lot of inbound too
0: wow yeah so there's really no cap to this wholesaling space like you can really make a lot of money off it
1: i think there is i mean look i think that um at a certain point you reach the kind of point of diminishing return right so for me we're we're kind of almost there right now right like i'm starting to have to look at like okay do I really want to go and and take all of my time and energy and try to get to the next level with wholesaling? And then if I took that same amount of time and energy and put it into starting a new venture, or doing the next, whatever the next thing is, which would be like raising capital or whatever, right? Yeah. Like which one would yield a higher ROI? And I think we're at the point where doing something else would actually yield a higher ROI. Mm. I think when you get wholesaling to like, and ask, you should ask Jamil too when he's on the show. Yeah. I think when you get wholesaling to like a million a month, past that it, it, it becomes, uh, it's not
0: infinitely scalable in my opinion. Right, because at that point you need to keep hiring and then the mm-hmm. ratio becomes kind of skewed. You just
1: need more and more and more people and then it gets harder and harder to scale. Um, and then at that point you're better off doing, just getting into a different industry. Yeah. Treating that as like a cash cow taking that money, rolling that money into whatever. You that know? makes sense. Yeah. Do you ever want to go the
0: fund route? I see these guys starting $100 million funds. Like, yeah. Is that of interest to you?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, I just had Zach Captain stuff I was telling you before the show. Um, he, he raised over 2 billion in like four years, uh, phenomenal human being, you know? Right. And, uh, that gets me fired up, dude. Like yeah. I'm fired up about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, probably within the year. Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll rock and roll on that. I've already, I've already talked to a couple, uh, attorneys and lawyers about, you know, putting the actual fund together. Cause just, I mean, just putting together the fund is, is a thing, you know? I mean, you gotta like... Have the right lawyer or attorney right. put the fund together, and then you can go. And there's certain things, obviously, you can and can't do with the SEC, and yeah. um you got to go raise capital and find the deal. Yeah. Obviously, yeah.
0: And you got a ten-year track record, so mm-hmm. that probably makes raising money a lot easier, too.
1: Yeah, because I can show them. I mean, we technically. So uh, you, you're right, dude. We do have a track record. I mean, when it comes to multifamily, I've never obviously like turned a multifamily deal. Meaning, I've never bought a multifamily deal. uh you know uh renovated it re-tenanted it raised the rent and turned it right Mm. um but we've done thousands of single family and uh, we know how to find a deal so there is some track record there it ain't like i came from some random industry you know yeah for sure
0: yeah yeah one of your clips i thought was super interesting um you said you don't need a real estate agent to sell your house Mm -hmm. what do you mean by that I can't remember. I, I'm trying to remember which clip that was.
1: Um, well, dude, I mean, you you can sell. I mean, you you just don't, right? I mean, a, a buyer and a seller can get together and just and do a deal, right? It goes back to wholesale, right? Right. So um, now a lot of people do use a real estate agent, right? And I'm a real estate agent myself, you know, and I and I like working with them. Um, but you don't need one. You don't. And and then. The commission too is all negotiable. I mean, everything's negotiable, right? I think people think it's a three percent or six percent commission. It, yeah. It's it's completely negotiable. You can negotiate that one hundred percent, dude. In I'm every Buying state. a house right now, so that's good to know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought it was just a seller. And thing. a
1: seller pays all commission. Remember that too. Buyer buyer never pays commission.
0: That's what my agent told me. You know? I was really fascinated by that.
1: But you're as a buyer though, like. You know, um, like, like okay, I'll give you an example. Right now I'm doing a deal. I'm representing a buddy of mine. You should get him on your pod. I'll tell you um, his name after the show. Um, but he's buying like a $4.5 million home in, in Arizona, okay? Yep. I'm the buyer's agent, repping him. I, I went to the seller's agent and I negotiated a smaller commission from me and then I credited part of my commission back to him, the mm. buyer. So he got a better deal on the house by using me as the agent. Whoa! Because I was willing to do that, right? Whereas some other clown might have been like, "Dude, I'll only do it at three percent." Where I was like, "Dude, I'll do it at one and a half." Wow! Because I just I like you. You're you're a good, dude, and I know
0: what I'm doing. It's not that hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this new model with the sub two, the creative financing? I see it every day on ads. Are you a fan of it? Have you tried it? Yeah, I,
1: I love it, dude. I think you you do have to be careful, right? Like I think that um, Pace is a, is a legend. You know, love Pace Morby, right? uh and i love you know the idea of doing a sub too i do think that there are a lot of people out there that do it the wrong way right that don't know what they're doing and um and if you do it the wrong way you're going to get somebody in trouble you just are right Right. either the seller's going to get in trouble down the road they're going to call the loan you know pay in full right um or you know sellers is going to go try to buy another house in a year or two and their their debt to income is going to be all jacked up mm. or whatever i mean if you don't do the paperwork the right way right and you don't set it up the right way you're somebody's going to eventually get in trouble and again i love pace i think pace is a g he's the one dude i think probably preaching it the right way yeah but i think there are other people out there preaching it the wrong way you for know sure and i'm not going to name people but yeah
0: no i've seen some interesting methods that are questionable <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: for sure you just have to be careful dude i mean you know um in in a decade or two i mean i've talked to a lot of people over you know like cody i was telling you before the show cody sperber was one of my first mentors you know and like dude if you got him on the show you could ask him like how many people he's seen in his career like go to jail you know oh yeah in real estate yeah for sure dude like big like guru type people you know um, because, I mean, you got to you, you, you gotta be careful what you're teaching people. You're walking on a thin line, right? <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. Yeah, because if you make one wrong move, I mm-hmm. mean, it's fraud, I guess. Yeah, it's totally fraud, right? And you're taking advantage. And, you know, the SEC, they are paying attention to stuff like that, right? Um, well, I guess it's not the SEC for that. It would be the um, uh, FD something. Anyways, it FTC? doesn't matter. FTC, right. yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, they're paying attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I've seen them cracking down on some, mm-hmm. some of these gurus lately. Yeah, yeah something keeping... No- keep an eye on um so you moved out of your house at 17 mm-hmm. I mean that is super young was that by choice or you had no choice no by choice yeah,
1: yeah. I, I grew up with my grandparents uh in Gilbert in Arizona and um yeah dude I I mean I was kind of already on my own when I was like 12 or 13 you know Whoa. but um but I but I but my grandparents were great and I and I lived with them and they they just weren't parents I mean they weren't like you know what I mean Hands they on yeah they just like do what you want right. like I grew up in the garage you know so um they, Wait, you lived in the garage i lived in the garage yeah whoa yeah. Uh-huh. that's crazy grew up in the garage yeah and um yeah dude moved out got my i think it might have even been like six uh, it was the i was young when i moved out so in high school yeah oh yeah for sure yeah wow. i wasn't 18 i know that for a fact i was probably 16 when and I moved out. you
0: could out. afford your own spot at that age oh probably. yeah yeah so you were hustling back then i was
1: making like 30 grand a year when i was 11.
0: Dude, that's a lot of yeah, eleven. Yeah, I
1: know, dude. All cash because <laughs> you
0: got no expenses uh-huh. at that age. So that's Nothing. all like I blew everything, dude. Oh, you blew it? Uh, I oh. blew it all at eleven.
1: Everything you could imagine. Yeah. What were you spending it on? <laughs> Every airsoft gun, paintball gun, BMX, uh, f- uh, go ped go karts, dirt bikes, quads. Wow. Like I was that's like impressive. a big yeah, dude. I blew it all, man. And I kept and I I made that much. I I probably made forty grand when I was twelve. And I mean, I I probably consistently made. I made a quarter million be, before I was. 18 for sure you know what was that business what were you doing pool company
0: pool oh pool cleaning pool
1: cleaning yeah got mm-hmm. it yeah yep. you don't need much equipment Mm-mm. charge 100 yep. a backyard yep. and yep. scale it mm-hmm. and it's a subscription they're paying you monthly right and then you can make money doing like repairs nice mm-hmm.
0: wow yeah so you had a entrepreneurial mindset at a young age
1: right? i did yeah very young yeah well i started that when i was like nine Jeez. you know a pool cleaning yeah. company at nine yeah well my grandpa owned a pool cleaning company got it. but they don't they didn't have a bunch of money right so like my grandpa initially showed me how to clean pools when I was probably 7 or 8 mm-hmm. um and he would pay me like a dollar a pool like the first year that I went out with him right yeah. and I would help him I, like after school I would go and help him and he would pay me a dollar right <laughs> and then uh, and I was like fired up about that it was a lot of money <laughs> you know yeah. and um and then after like a year or two I actually started building it out myself yeah I kind of took over the company My grandpa actually had his own um route so he had I think at one point, like 80 or 90 accounts or 100 or whatever, right? And then I built my own route. So like I had my own clientele and he had his own clientele.
0: Got it, Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So I know you live in Arizona. I got to ask this question.
1: (laughs) Why'd you buy a boat in Arizona? Dude, I love (laughs) it. Hey, uh, you got to fact check me here there is more boat i read an article i could be i don't know where i read the article so don't quote me okay but there are more boats per capita in arizona or maricopa county than in any county in the u.s you serious uh-huh. so there's water there yeah oh tons of lakes oh, we got okay. lake. we have a, we have literally a lake every 20 minutes you drive yeah oh i didn't mm-hmm. know that i
0: just assumed it was like deserty mm-hmm. like yeah vegas
1: we got a dope boat it is deserty but there's a ton of lakes like you wow. got like mead right
0: yeah i haven't been there yet but i heard of it yeah. but isn't it low
1: on water I heard that. Yeah. 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 Our our legs are doing pretty good. Wow. We get a lot of rain though.
0: So you're allowed to like jet ski and mm-hmm. boat out there? Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to you about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Oh, yeah. Wow. Every
1: like there's a lot of boats in Arizona, dude. Dude, that's sick. Boating's I mean, would, like huge.
0: Would you say Arizona's like underrated? I, I, dude, I think people who know
1: Arizona, I mean, dude, there's a lot of money that lives in Arizona, bro. Really? Oh yeah. What kind of money is it? Like old money? No, new money. New and, money. I mean, there's some. There's a little old money. That it's fifty fifty now. I would say in twenty twenty three, it was like, more old money. Yeah, but the, so much new money came in that it's got to be like
0: 50 50 now i feel that yeah. i feel like vegas was old money for a while but now there's some like mm-hmm. content creators and stuff coming here there, there's
1: there's got to be well i don't know i don't know i'd hate to say that well <laughs> i feel like there's more wealthy people at, at, in arizona than here
0: whoa we'd have to look that up yeah i'm curious i
1: guarantee it bro
0: because there's some ballers out here
1: mm-hmm. there's some ballers in arizona yeah yeah we
0: got the ceo of uh panda express here uh-huh he's worth like five really? or something crazy yeah
1: we, we should look that up at some point. Yeah, we should. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we got Hormozzi out here. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll,
1: he'll pull it off for sure. Yeah. Is that a goal of yours? He's probably already halfway there, right? It's got to be. Or a third of the way there?
0: Yeah, with acquisition.com. That's how you become one through equity. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I'd love to be a billionaire. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, I'm 28. You know, I, I, if I could hit it by, I mean, 35 would be ideal, but 40 would be cool. And then you want to retire? No, I don't think I could ever retire. Yeah. No. So there's no, no. stopping no i think i would do just what i like to do though more you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't do anything like i wouldn't say yes to people if i didn't love it you know right. um but i wouldn't retire so like the tim ferris life mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i love the way he does it yeah i couldn't re- i just can't do nothing dude if i nah. if i go try to sit at home right now i can hate my life i go crazy dude in 10 minutes i'm sitting on the couch i tell my fiance i'm like we got to get the hell out of here we yeah. got to go do something like Enough, i don't know what no. we're doing right now <laughs>
0: When I try to meditate, I just can't, dude. I just <laughs> <Dude>, want to work. <laughs> I went
1: to a Joe Dispenza event, and have you heard of him? Yeah. Big meditation guy, right? Yeah. And uh, did the, have you ever been to any retreat? No. So I, w- I did the retreat, the advanced retreat, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, dude, the meditations are wild, bro. Yeah? Yeah, on another level. Like, it was really difficult for me to do. I almost walked out like five times. Because it's just so long? Like. So, dude, the, we did a meditation that we, I think we started the meditation at 3.30 in the morning and it one meditation like you imagine for a minute like the doors are closed like one single meditation we started at 3 30 i think we got out of there at 10 a.m what yeah seven hour meditation six hour meditation dude my stomach would be mm-hmm. rumbling like yeah <laughs> imagine dude like sitting right there you know what i mean In one spot for six hours yep bro we did that i don't know how you did that. i don't know how i did it either did anything come from it yeah yeah it was on the last day so they kind of build you up you know if i would have done that on the first day there i would have walked out okay you know um it was a cool event dude yeah, yeah. just a cool dude he's a smart guy
0: i mean the stuff he's been able yeah. to cure like mm-hmm. in terms of diseases and disorders it's wild bro it's, it's life-changing stuff. there's something to be said about meditation
1: you know yeah instead of doing a prescription or whatever like just go freaking breathe yeah
0: oxygen exactly like meditate you know what i mean i mean it's been proven oxygen cures disease yeah just
1: intaking it literally dude yeah sit in the sauna you know whatever yeah yeah so you're all Healy.
0: natural like
1: I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I still drink and, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, I would like to get to a point where I'm like completely sober or what have you, but, um, it's hard to do, you know, in real estate and everybody wants to go to the bar and celebrate, celebrate and go to a convention and have a beer, you know, um, but I try to be good, dude. I try to go to the gym and like be healthy, you know, as much as I can.
0: Yeah. And did you have this mindset when you were a teenager too?
1: No, I kind of screwed around, dude. I did, I smoked a bunch. Grown up you know um drank a bunch um did a bunch of like and, like chew you know yeah um so you know i i learned a lot as a kid i think had i not done all that crap i wouldn't be where i'm at today though you know like i wouldn't take like my health you know seriously or whatever you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah i think yeah. everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. i
0: was like that too i was a huge stoner yeah
1: dude i think a lot of kids were in our in our like age demographic growing up like that was the thing to do you know yeah if
0: you didn't do it you were like it was weird yeah. yeah you, you like, know what's wrong with you and
1: so but then we got older i think and then it became legal and then it was like okay like i kind of want to be an entrepreneur and i can't be like tired all the time like yeah. i gotta I, that's the problem right is it just if if i smoke a bunch of now forget stuff i'll leave my wallet at home oh, you yeah. know and i can't do it anymore you know no you get but, drained and then yeah. you
0: sleep like 12 hours i also
1: kind of get anxiety now when i do it yes you know for sure I don't know if that's a thing or not but i kind of get a dude i'm like yeah I'll, I'll trip out if i'm not careful i smoke too much like now that i'm an adult i did it i went to amsterdam uh, a couple years ago f- three four or five years ago and my buddy talked me into smoking a blunt right yeah. and i hadn't smoked in like three or four years <laughs> and i was tripping out bro like I it was bet. bad dude i I walked downstairs like 10 a.m too by the way because it's just you can buy a blunt at the coffee oh, yeah. shop I've you been know there, I've been there. we're drinking a cup of coffee right i go down i'm like dude i I got to do something to like, and I went down and took like five shots of vodka, just to just to. <laughs> Did
0: that help or make yeah, it worse? No, it leveled me out. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good yeah. to know if uh-huh. I ever uh-huh. get too high. Yeah, it's always the edibles for me. Ah, oh, dude, dude, yeah. Like you can't control those. No, you. Can't. At least with smoking, you know it's gone in like an hour. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I could do it. No. Yeah, dude.
1: I, I've, I, I, I literally call nine one one on myself.
0: Yeah, I've, I've like, heard that. from like, I'm not
1: kidding. Before in Amsterdam or in US? I've done it in the US when I was like a kid. That was like the last time I smoked and then I smoked in Amsterdam and then now yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, one
0: time I ended up in an ambulance. Mm, I mean, yeah. you get so paranoid. Dude, you get so paranoid, bro. Yeah. C- the uh,
1: CBD, if I could do like a one-to-one THC to CBD, then I could do yeah, that. They have know? those now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I want to dive into your pod because you're yeah. t- you know, over a hundred episodes, interviewed some of the most successful people in the world. Which guests really stand out to you, and Mm. you took some lessons from them?
1: Dude, we've had a lot of really good ones. Uh, We were talking before the show. You're getting a bunch on. You've had people, obviously, I haven't had, too. Um, You know, Troy Casey's the good dude. I think you're literally about to have him on right now, right? Uh, You'll like him a lot. He's a really good dude. And then, um, dude, we had like Chris Powell on the show. We had Vitaly on the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah. You know, um, I almost didn't post that one.
0: I had him on too and I yeah, I got shadow banned when I You didn't posted. post it? No, I did, but everything got shadow Okay, banned. yeah. Yeah, my thing mine did too. Yeah. We
1: just get views like from YouTube search. Yeah. Right. Um we had him on. We had uh, dude, we've had a lot of big people on, man, like Jamil, you know, we talked about him, Cody obviously. Um, yeah, dude, I think I think that I love podcasting, bro. Yeah. Like I love the idea of being able to, you know, sit down, talk to somebody, hang out, get to know them, you know what I mean, and then
0: um, share it with the world. It's changed my life, honestly. Yeah, I mean, just the connections, the knowledge, and you know, now we're making some money. Just so many benefits to mm-hmm. it. Like, For sure. like, I don't see this in many other, other industries. I don't see it. And,
1: and, yeah, and I think there's a lot of podcasts out there that they're not very good.
0: Most of them, I'd say, aren't.
1: There's a handful that are really good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. You know, like I love uh, Lewis Howes and Andrew Huberman, and yeah. um, you know, there, there's some really good ones. You know, Diary of the CEO. You heard his? That's a great dude. I one. love his. Yeah. He's only on like episode two thirty. That's hard to believe. And he's got, like, I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. I yeah. Mean, like, anyways, um, yeah, dude, I mean, that's kind of the goal for me. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah Diary of a CEO, that's one I studied like extensively because mm-hmm. he is just crushing it. His pod's bringing in, I think, two mil a year. It's wild. And he's had on amazing. People. And he doesn't even need the money. No, nah, he already you sold know. his company, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. People try to start podcasts when they don't really know that much. Mm-hmm. So the conversation is just not really there. I think. Yeah. I agree with you. So I think people should become a little successful first and then start one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, or they just do audio only or they do the virtual crap. I'm not a big fan of the virtual, dude. You're not going to get good audio. You're not going to get good video that way. Definitely not. Internet's going to cut out. You know, it's just not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate audio.
0: Mm -hmm. On your journey, is there anything you look back at and you realize that was like a rock bottom moment or like a, a life changing event?
1: Yeah, many times, you know. Um, I mean, dude, I've failed. I, I think everybody, you know, to get to the mountaintop, you got to go through the valley, right? And I've been in the valley to at least two or three times, if not more. Like I'm the like I've been in a lot of valleys, but I'm talking like a big valley, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you know, you lose a lot of money, you you lose the relationship, you lose the loved one, you you're addicted to some thing that you can't shake or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've gone through a lot of crap like that, bro. And I think you. You have to, right? Your test is your testimony, right? And if you can't, if you're called to be great, then you have to be able to relate to people, mm. you know. And I really believe that there's a lot of people out there that they're they're called to to impact people at a high level, and uh, but they don't want to go through the trial or tribulation. And it's like, well, you're never going to be able to relate if you ever if you ever find yourself on a stage or trying to relate to the masses of people, you're not going to be able to relate if you've never been through anything, right? right. Um, so anyways in a roundabout way the answer is yes i've been through a lot of stuff i've lost a lot of money i've failed i've obviously hired a lot of people i've fired a lot of people a lot of people have quit you know um and really anything that could has that could go wrong has gone wrong
0: yeah damn and that's something uh, i wish people talked about more Mm because they just see the the glitz and glamour on instagram yeah but dude everyone i know that's successful has been through some stuff dude everybody bro i've never interviewed anybody by
1: the way i don't know about you I've literally never interviewed anybody a single time out of the hundred that I've done where it was just linear for them. No, definitely not. You know, it was like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like crazy, bro. Oh, no, yeah. Like they have got cheated on. Like they lost everything. Like the government, like what? Just the craziest crap you could possibly imagine. Dude, I had, oh, I had Coach Dar on. Um, have you heard of Coach Dar? No. She's the uh, agility coach for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. It, uh, she's done like, um, she's like Devin Booker's like uh, mental health coach. Oh, nice. I uh, just had her on the podcast like two days ago. She's had three strokes. Whoa. You know what I mean? And uh, dude, it's just wild, bro. Like anybody that has made it in life, they've gone through the most crap if you ask me.
0: Yeah, no, they're doing studies on this about like environments you grow up in. And most self-made millionaires are from terrible environments. Like mm. I think 80% I believe rather it. than like 20% of the rich rich kids, I guess. I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah.
1: I dude, I believe that, and I don't have any kids. Do you have any kids? Not yet. I believe that when I do, like I want, I don't want them to necessarily, I like, go through hell every day, but I'm going to make them like struggle a little bit throughout their life. Yeah. You know, like you can't just give everything to them. You know, wow. I think, I think people make that mistake. And again, I don't have any, right. But you can't just give everything to them. It can't be easy for them. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, life was difficult for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you grew up in your grandparents yeah. garage, man, mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy as a kid. So you really didn't have like that childhood that, you know, most kids mm-hmm. have, right? No, I didn't. No, That's not crazy. at all.
1: Yeah. No, it was a very non-traditional childhood for sure. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you really want to provide a great childhood for your kids, right?
1: Yeah. I want them to live a dope life at the same time, like you said, you know, I don't I don't want them to have an easy life because I think that'll make weak people, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like you have to have trial and tribulation. You have to know how to work like you have to you know you can I
0: mean, and again it's just my opinion we'll see yeah you know no, I've, I've seen you talk about like helicopter parents <laughs> yeah, yeah, i think yeah, they're yeah. called um and how you're not a fan of them i'm not dude yeah. you know i think no wonder we got all the problems we have in the world yeah it's crazy i had a helicopter parent where i grew up and one of her kids ended up dead bro. yeah bro. because when you're so on their mm-hmm. ass, the kid doesn't know what to do Mm-mm. not like, at all they're controlled yep I yeah. dude, I have
1: multiple people who died that I went to high school with. Yeah, because they're yeah. a helicopter parent, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah. Yeah,
0: so you got to find that balance. My my parents were really hands off, which I wouldn't recommend because mm-hmm. um, I could have went down many different paths. Luckily, you know, it worked out. Yeah, but there's a balance for
1: sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. Insane, by the way. I could have yeah. went off the deep end. Yeah, and thank God I didn't. You I know? think most p- people would if you're super yeah. hands off with no guidance. Mm-hmm. Because I that's exactly
0: dude. And I about
1: went off the deep end a couple times. in my life. Yeah, yeah. I could have. I yeah
0: mean, dude yeah it could have been bad yeah the fact that we're here you know everything happens yeah man. so dude what are you working on next and where can people find yeah, you
1: yeah for sure bro um you know i want to i want to build a fund right i want to i want to raise capital um we have a media company now it's telling you know we're building a studio um you know we have uh you know like a full-blown media company We produce other people's you know stuff and everything like that now um and then yeah dude I just do a bunch of real estate i uh, would love to connect with anybody we'd love to. Uh, Talk, coach, help, however I possibly can. I'm at Austin Zabak on every platform. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, IG, wherever, man. Love it. Thanks so much for
0: coming on, man. Appreciate you, bro.
1: Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. And I'll see you tomorrow.